Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shall we please all rise and worship the Almighty God, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? The one who kept us from January until this moment. The one who's been with you from the beginning of the year. You have every reason to say, Lord, I thank you. You have every reason to say, Lord, I thank you. Can you please stop complaining for a while? Can you please stop complaining for a while? Can you please stop complaining for a while and give him praise from the depth of your heart for what he has done? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For what he has done, for what he will continue to do, Father, we give you praise. Lord, we give you honor. Lord, we give you adoration. We magnify your holy name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of life. Many are gone already. We are standing by your grace, Almighty God. We are living by your grace, Almighty God. We're doing all that we do by your grace, O oh Lord. Apostle Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. I am what I am by the grace of God. I am what I am by the grace of God. A man of grace cannot be disgraced. And so, Father, we thank you. We give you praise, Lord. We give you honor, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Be thou exalted, O Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. In Exodus chapter number 15, verse number 1, the Bible says, Then sang Moses. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song unto the Lord. In chapter, in, in chapter 15, verse number 1, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel. Who could ever thought that with what they experienced in chapter number 14 from verse number 1 through to the end, that the next chapter will open with them singing. Listen to me. It doesn't matter what you are going through. Listen to me. These guys left the land of Egypt and with all joy, they left the land and they were going. And God told them, you are going to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. They had long waited for that day. And when the day came, by the mighty hands of the Almighty, he brought them out of the land of slavery. And here they were with their bag and baggages, and they were going, rejoicing and singing, not knowing that at a point in time, early in that journey, they were going to meet some obstructions that will make them to make it to look as if God made mistake. You know, there are times in the in a journey of life that you get to a point and you are confused of, of, of what is going on. You're not even sure again. Now they ask you. Were you sure God told you to come into this place? You say, yes. I knew the revelation. I knew God spoke to me. But, but now I'm no longer sure. At that point in time, it may look as if God traveled. That he went on a journey and it's like you're expecting when will he come back. Once upon a time, someone told me, uh, he said, excuse me, your friend said God had left you. 
and by, by all standard, everything working or happening around me then truly looked as if God was on a journey as far as my life was concerned. And I was praising that my friend in the presence of another person. And I said, if you know what this person said about you, you will not be saying what you're saying about him. Also a minister of God. And I said, what did he say? He said, he told us in a meeting that God had left Adewale. I said, well, that's okay. I said, he's so close to me to know when God departed. And I'm going to be a very close friend to him that he also will know when God returned. And listen to me, when, when, it, when it happened, that God, it was like God just returned. He was the one who also eroded it all about. Listen to me, weeping may endure unto the night, but the Bible said joy come out in the morning. Joy come out in the morning. Joy come out in the morning. Now listen. In verse number 15, the Bible says Moses sang, and it was not only Moses who sang, together with the children of Israel. And I see rejoicing in this house. I see people dancing in this house. I see you singing a new song. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. That next, listen, listen, that next song that the devil thinks you will not sing, <laughs> you are going to sing it. You didn't hear me. Now listen, listen. Everything was, I don't, the cartographers came and they told Moses, this way you are leading us. We're not sure you are aware of what is ahead of us. We read geography and I specialize in cartography. By the reason of this blue stuff ahead, there is a red sea ahead of us. There is a sea ahead of us. By the reason of what I see, this relief, this, this thing is telling me we have no way to the right and nowhere to go towards the left because it's going to be a high mountain. You see, that's what I read. Moses, well, I knew you also went to university, but your discipline happens to be administration. But you don't really know geography. So this path you are taking us. And Moses said, no, I was sure God told us we should take this path. He said, I'm, I'm not sure God also understands geography. Because by what I see ahead of us, if we maintain this course, we are going to hit something up there. And God, and Moses went back to God. He said, God, I, I, by the reason of what I hear from the experts, you know there are times that the experts confuse you of what God meant for your life. They are experts in their own right. But listen to me. The Bible says let all men be liars. Including that expert. Including that expert. Let all men. You say it's like you don't know where the man who told me the condition of my heart. You don't know where the man studied. He studied cardiology. Is the greatest cardiologist in the land of America, and they just told me that I have this condition in my heart, and that whosoever carries this kind of a thing don't live long. And the Bible said, The numbers of your days I will fulfill with long life will I satisfy you. Now, 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 listen to me. My son just said, Whose report will you believe when you are at that junction? When the word of man is not incongruent with the word of the almighty God. When the word that the doctors say has nothing to do with what God is saying. Now listen to me. If you align 
by the side and behind of God, you will never be put to shame. It doesn't matter who said it. It doesn't matter how it was spoken. It doesn't. That's what the Bible says. He said, but now, don't say it, the Lord. But now, don't say it, the Lord. But now, that is in um, Isaiah 43, verse number one. But now, don't say it, the Lord. Which means before that time, some people may have said some things. Some forces may have said some things. Some powers may have said some things. The government may have said some things. Your people may have said some things. Your husband may have said some things. Your wife may have said some things. Your police may have said some things. And the report from doctors may have said some things. But the Bible said, but now don't say it. The Lord. Hallelujah. The one who created you. Don't see it, the Lord. The one who formed you. Those who said what they said did not make you. Those who gave you the report did not make you. Those who, now listen to me, say God who made you. Now listen to me. When God talks to you, speaks to you, and he speaks elogizing himself, praising himself, he said, I am the God, thy God. He's letting you know, he said, I am the God, the Redeemer of Israel. The Redeemer of Israel. Listen to me. If you go to Isaiah chapter number 49, verse number 7. Someone help me. Isaiah 49, verse number 7. Let's listen to this. The Bible says, does yet the Lord. <laughs> now listen to me. Once you hear, does yet the Lord, you can just go and relax because it doesn't matter what anybody may have spoken before that time what God is saying is what matters don't say it the Lord about two years ago I was in this land and as I came to this place God brought me to meet one woman godly woman nice woman of God 60 years of age 60 years old she lost her husband 15 years or 14 years that time and i said mommy because i call her mommy i said what would you trust god for because she did so well for me when i came she took care of me she did so many things and all of that i said what will you want god to do for you she mentioned some things but inside of my heart i said mommy are you sure you really don't need a husband <laughs> She said, oh, well, if he comes, I said, there you go. Because your answer would have been no. But if he comes means you are interested. Can we please agree together? My mama, my, the Bible says, if two of you shall agree as touching anything, please underline the word anything in your Bible. <laughs> anything is anything. And anything can be anything. If two of you shall agree as touching anything, it shall be done unto you. And then we pray together. And miraculously, miraculously, this woman sold herself into the service of the Lord. She had been serving God, serving God, serving God, spending her money because all her children already graduated. So all her money she was making was going into the gospel, going into the gospel. And you want to think God was not taking notice of those things listen to me the bible said be not be weary in well-doing for in due season you shall repeat if you faint not and that was what happened 
and this woman as is, as her manner was we went to minister somewhere and uh, she, she connected me to that ministry and then as we minister she was there she also ministered and we left the place only for one man i don't know what was wrong with the man when god wants to touch your life he's going to touch somebody there and the person will not know what he's doing again and the man went to the pastor he said that dark woman that came to this place i don't know why i fell in love with that woman and the pastor said what's wrong with you that lady is over over 60 years of age. He said, well, I just love her. I don't know why. And he said, listen to me. You know she's not an American. You know this guy is, I mean, this woman is from Africa. He said, in fact, that is the reason why I'm crazy now. Oh, boy. Most of the time, when God is working on your matter, what should have disqualified you with the what will qualify you? When God is working on your matter, what should have disqualified you is what will qualify you and this woman said and this and, and the pastor said all right i'm going to make a connection and then i'm going to invite her because i'm not sure if she's willing already for anything or anything of this thing you are trying to say and the call came and she agreed and then she went to see the pastor and they said well i want to be very careful and letting you know what i'm about to say i said say on say on say on um, and the woman said who is this person trying to look for an old woman like me and when they brought the white guy from israel i mean from is a jew a, a jewish fellow a christian a nice man who's been single for a while and he just needed a companion oh not just an ordinary person and they said who is this person we happen to be an inventor he's been to Belgium, he's been to this place displaying what he invented inventing machines not just ordinary invention inventing machines and this godly woman who had been looking for who will be part of her destiny this man came out from the blue and before you know what was happening i was here last year march to be at her wedding no this year march this year march i was here and attended the wedding i have the pictures if you see the guy you see both of them black and white great <laughs> tell you and um these days when i call i say hello mommy and you know what those days uh, how are you are you okay are you are you coming when are you coming um am i going to see you on this trip and i say oh pastor Dewale, where are you now i said mommy your voice have changed say, my heart don't get clear <laughs> now listen to me the nice laughter you will also laugh at <laughs> The Bible says, the Bible says, now listen, the Bible says, thus said the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel. He brought them into the knowledge of the fact that the God that was talking was not just an ordinary person. He, if you don't know, he's the one that redeemed Israel. That's what he's trying to say. I am the one who redeemed Israel. And if you understand the story of the Israelites, you will understand the God that is talking to you. If you knew where they were, and I brought them out of the play from the hands of the one who kept them captive, you will understand the God that is talking to you. Not only that, he said, the Holy One, the Holy One, not just that, don't, I'm not talking to him, who man despises. 
I don't know how many of you here you've been despised by people you've been despised by friends you've been despised by your neighbors you've been despised by your colleagues the Bible says thus said the Lord the Redeemer of Israel and his only one to him who man despised to him whom the nations abhorred they don't want to see you it's like once you appear oh an enigma is just coming it's like once you appear in the family you no longer matter it's like when you appear in that you don't can't anymore but the bible said to him who man despised to him who nations abhorred to a servant of rulers you are everything to everybody you are this you are that you are this you are that but listen to me god didn't finish with you yet god is still working on your matter and the bible says the kings shall see this same person eventually and arise that is to say the time is coming when the kings will see you and do what and arise can i please can i please judge your mind let me tell you something once upon a time I failed, failed, failed. I even feel Yoruba language. I hear in me. I failed almost every subject. Some people had no best subject in secondary school. I had none. No subject was best. All subjects were just like my enemies, including mathematics. Don't even go there. Don't even go there. But you know what? When God turned again the captivity of Zion, and Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ and his love located me, brought me out of the miracle took me out of Akbar. he brought me out of islam and brought me into this kingdom of his dear son and everything about me just changed the bible says christ in you is a hope of glory christ in you is a hope of glory i was absolutely completely totally hopeless but christ in you the hope of glory and by the special grace of god i gave my life to jesus i was working with him but so many things were not really coming together as they should but god almighty helped me somehow he brought a word into my life is that Stephen? you know the you you were seen in the dream is the real you that i created the you that was going abroad, the you spending money, the you entering good, good places, the you eating fine food in your dream. But this one you are living is not the real you. Why not call the real you out of this you? That day was 1999. I said, Father, let the real me come out of this me. Quite often than not, God will have to connect you with the one that is going to bring you out of that. And I thank God for your life, for coming to my life at that time, 1999. And by the year 2000, I became a director in, in World Outreach Missions, Nigeria. And by that, I started writing books. You know, there are times you have ideas, but when you don't have resources, other resources to bring the idea out. I wrote a book that became what everybody was, was celebrating within and outside of the country. And the book was here and there. And you know what happened? They gave me an award from America here. And they came to the school. And during the day we were doing that award, we have kings. One king was part of one of us. And he sat at the edge. I was the youngest. I sat here. About 14 of us. But when they wanted to call the people do the recitation i had already got to my phd at that time so we're doing the two together so they brought me they said dr steven adewale so i got up my parents were there those who wouldn't want me to reign over there i invited them to 
and all of those other guys. I brought everybody to University of Ibadan. And by the time they said, Stephen, Adewale, you can. So I stood up, others were there. And you know, when a king is celebrating, other kings will come. And those kings sat down there with their crown. And some sent their staff, some sent their oloris. You call them queen here. All right. So send their queens. And then as I got up, I walked to the, to the podium. And then they decorated me, they gave me the certificate, congratulated me. As I was coming back, the king there, who was sitting as number one, stood up and, and this verse came. That the man who men despised, the one who people abhorred, king will see you and, and arise. That is going to be your story. That is going to be your story. Where you had once been rejected, the Lord Almighty is lifting your head up. Where you have once been rejected, the Lord is lifting up your heads. I said the Lord is lifting up your heads in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. You may have wept last night, but the season of your weeping is over. You didn't hear me. I said you may have wept last night. The season of your weeping is over. Every strange hand that is doing strange work upon your life, I destroy those hands in the name of Jesus. Now listen to me. Every voice, every voice, every voice, either living or dead, every voice, either living or dead, that is saying no to your next laughter, let them be silenced and remain silent forever. In the mighty name of Jesus. And so they told Moses. They said, this is what we told you. If you had listened to us, we will not be here. See yourself now. And then and, and you won't blame those guys. Because as they were going, rejoicing in the new deliverance. In the celebrating in the new joy. The Lord spoke from above. He said, turn. Most likely, where they faced was where the cartographers told Moses to face. If you face this side, we'll be all right. And God knew if they face that side, they won't face what he wanted. Um, his name would not be glorified by that easy part. I said, in verse number one, he said, God spoke to Moses, tell the children of Israel to turn. Yes. You see, there are times you have your way and you know your way. And you are sure of the way. And something obstructs that way and there is, there is an instruction that looks like a wrong instruction and you're sure this instruction is coming from the Lord and it turns you the other way and everybody tells you there is Red Sea ahead where is telling you you can't be too sure this cannot be God how will this be God and there are times in your life you take certain decisions and people challenge that decision they said this cannot be God but you know what if you are so sure that it is of the Lord you just keep going and they said Moses this is what we told you and they carry stone they carried all of that they wanted to stone Moses in chapter number 14 now listen to this when God told them he said when you get to so-so place make sure you camp make sure you what you camp verse number two in chapter number 14 verse number two is Exodus 14 verse number two now that verse number two says are we there 14.2 God bless you Speak unto the children of Israel That they turn <laughs> 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 
We all like to go on the straight line. But God says no. <laughs> Turn. And turning is not always palatable. Because you've programmed yourself. You know, you know, you know it, you know it. But this turning is going to, especially when you know enemies are behind you. And you're telling us to turn instead of run. Which you should have instructed us to run, not to turn. Turning is going to put all of us in danger. And God says, that is what I want. Oh, you turn. But listen to this. And encamp. What did I say? What did I say? Encamp before Piharyot between Migdol and the sea. He told you specifically where to encamp. You can't choose. You have no choice. Most of the time where you find yourself is where he wants you to be. You have no choice over it. You have no choice about it. Most of the time he just puts you there. And you wonder what am I doing in this office? God puts you there for a reason. What am I doing in this place? God puts you there for a reason. God puts you there that his name might be glorified eventually. It may not look like it now, but something is about to happen that you are going to praise God about over that same job, over that same office. Now listen to this. Listen to this. And we are going somewhere. Watch this. Over against Basephon, before it shall you what? Encamp by the sea. He mentioned the encampment twice. Go to verse number three. And verse number three says, For Pharaoh will say that the children of Israel, that they are what? Entangled. Meanwhile, enemy will think it was an entanglement when you are going through what you are going through. Not knowing that God just meant it for an encampment. You see, he may put you on a hold for a while, but it's not a permanent stop. Listen to me. When you stop a machine and you put that machine on a pause, it, this, the same work but the fact remains that to get the machine to continue from pass is just a click just a click and you know a click of God can be just so swift that people will look at your past and look at your present and they can't just fix it and they say, how did you get here how did you make it and you yourself will not have explanation because your hand no day. You have no explanation because your hand is not there. They say, how did you do it? You say, she sell it. And they say, no, 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 no. Because you know why? That woman found it very difficult to tell everybody back in Africa that she was wedding. But there is no way you're going to do that kind of a serious wedding. I'm talking of a church wedding with white garment, with white gown, with everything. You went to their, what was it called, reception? It was super. Everything and we saw white and black, and I was there with my Africa serious attire, deliberately so. As I entered, I just sat down like this and I was wondering, watching the wonders of God. And today, by the grace of God, <laughs> the woman was already relocated to Massachusetts, and I went to visit them there. It's not like a palace, and the woman was asleep. And he said, he said, you know what I enjoy here? My early morning sleep because I wake up to do nothing. He told me to sleep. My breakfast is his own problem. Yeah. And so the woman was sleeping. He said, she meets me on my bed. I've never received that kind of treatment since I was born. <laughs> on my bed. He said, good morning, darling. Here is your tea. When you're ready, the breakfast is fixed. 
listen to me when you abandon yourselves in the hands of the almighty god he will sure show up that the people will wonder how did you do it how did you do it questions that you will not be able to explain how the lord is going to make that miracle happen in your life if you believe it say yes lord hallelujah now thank you holy spirit we give you praise lord we give you honor lord we give you adoration lord we thank you for hope somebody needs to praise god to move to the next level you need to praise god to move to the next level you need to worship god you need to sing now so that you can sing later oh thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you holy spirit thank you jesus thank you holy ghost in jesus mighty name do not doubt in your mind what you were told in the light for the lord who has spoken will never fail at all your dreams may look like when are they coming to pass but i come to tell you today there is a god that rules in the affairs of men men may think it is finished with you but when god has not started with you god says you know what i've written your names in the palm of my hand they may raise it from the social security they may raise it from this they may raise it from that but you know what i have you in the palm of my hand moses got to that point and he said oh lord our eyes are on you and the lord spoke to him he said moses what is that in thy hand he said this is just an ordinary rod he said so you call it but it's not you've forgotten what that same rod did for you when you were standing before pharaoh listen to me rehearse what god did in your life when the enemy is harassing you with a new trouble when he's harassing you with a fresh trouble he will always come with his trouble but you can always also come with your own testimonies tell the devil when lion came this is what i did to the lion when bear came this is what i did to the bear and so this dude standing before me is nothing because it's an uncircumcised trouble you know there are some troubles that are not circumcised <laughs> you don't fear them uncircumcised trouble is a trouble that god didn't bring you away it's not circumcised it's not circumcised and therefore you have all the right to say no to what the devil is bringing your way because it's not of the lord he has spoken in his word he said my yoke is easy and my own burden is light once you are carrying it and it's not easy it's not from him if it is not easy it's not from him if it is not light it's not from him. he will never put upon you a burden that is going to crush you no it's not from him you know my lord says something he said there remain yet a rest 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 for the people of god and they that believe in that rest the bible says they, they cease they cease from their own labor 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 they cease now listen to me listen to me he didn't say they stop them from their labor 
He didn't say they stopped them. They ceased, that is to say it was a deliberate decision by them. It was their own deliberate decision that, you know what? I'm not rest. I want to rest. I've labored long enough. Because you know what? The best labor can give you is sweat without sweetness. Sweat without sweetness. The best that labor can give anybody is maybe testimonials without testimony. Yeah, labor can give you testimonials. You have this, you have that. You may even laminate them. Like, like mine was laminated then that was not giving me anything. What labor can give you is stress, not freedom, not even enjoyment. Labor? No, you don't even go there. And that's why he said, in Matthew chapter number 11, verse number 28, come unto me. You elsewhere, elsewhere, you may have your trouble and wahalas, but you know what? Come unto me. Come. You just come. Come unto me. All ye that what? Let me hear you now. All ye that labor and are heavy laden. What did he promise you? Now, where did you get this labor from? Father. I pray that the rest comes upon your children in the name of Jesus. Let them begin to exercise that rest right now. Let them exercise that rest right now. Let them exercise that rest right now. Exercise that rest right now. Exercise your rest right now. Exercise your rest right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. And the opposite of um, labor is favor is favor and favor is an offshoot of grace <laughs> favor you see when everything that you get in life or you intend to get in life has to come by labor then favor is far away some people said I eat my sweat that is a curse he said, in fact, it is from my sweat that we eat. How many people have ever eaten sweat and got his stomach filled with food? So, no, I will eat from my sweat. Where did you get that from? By the time he told them in Old Testament that they were going to eat from the sweat, it was because they sinned against him. It was because something went wrong and it was a punishment. Listen to me. You are no longer under that same curse. Bible says he came to redeem us from the curse of the law, including eating through sweat. Including that one. Hallelujah. Can I tell you something? You say, oh, this man that is talking. Why is he talking like this? For the past 20 years, or let me say 15 years, to be moderate, I've not carried my money to buy a car. To count money, one, two, three, four, five, six thousand, then two thousand, ten thousand, hundred. No, 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 no. The one at home now is the fifteenth, and I don't do bilibili. Are you hearing me? I'm not a frosted pastor. Are you hearing me? Favor, favor, and there is no time you come to my house and you meet three cars at the same time. It's always two, for me and my wife only. But the fact remains that once another one comes, 
the latest one, the other one there is going out. I never sold one. Once one comes, because I didn't buy them, so why should I sell? They came free. I gave free. Freely where you give on, freely give. And I tell you, there was a time two came in one day. And how did he come? Daddy know one of his sons. I went there to minister. I finished preaching and I went there with one Mercedes Benz. Nice looking, green color, beautiful thing. And as I was going back, the wife came to me after the crusade. And he said, Pastor, please can I have like maybe $5 in Nigerian, whatever. I said, what would you use that for? I can give you more. She said, no. I just want you to give us so that we go back with it. My husband will not be able to ask you. He said, please help us. So I gave the money and the Lord spoke to me. This car, give it to them. I said, excuse me. The other one, the other one at home would have been better. So I drove the vehicle from that place with speed back to Ibadan. And as I was going, something was telling me, you like you speed 140 kilometer per hour. That car is returning back to this place. But, but you know something? Maybe this was human, maybe it was God, but I did it. I wanted to test if they will fail. Because I know that they don't have money. But I wanted to test if they will fail. I just pulled across, I said, I just got here, this and this, can you let me speak with your husband? said yes i said tell your husband urgently by tomorrow i need so so amount of money it's a small money but i know he can get it if he wants to so i need it put it into my account quite often than not god wants to bless us but he's asking for something small he knew what he wanted to do for you i knew this car would belong to him i knew all of this would belong to him but i just wanted to put a test through and you know what they sent the money. In fact, he called me and said, sorry, sir, and we'll look for it. He didn't know why and what. I just wanted to use the money to fuel the car back to them. I didn't need that money anyway. And by the time the car was filled, they drove the car back. And, well, meanwhile, while I was preaching, I just said, somebody's here. You are going to receive three envelopes, three envelopes. Three envelopes is coming your way before the end of the... I never knew those three envelopes would come from me, and I didn't know that I said it. So when they were going, I wrote a letter how God spoke to me to give the car to them in one envelope. The document of the car, the, the one with which we bought it and all of that, in another envelope, and the fresh document in another envelope. It was when it got there, and they gave it to them, and then the wife said, you remember that pastor said, and while I was saying it, I never knew I was going to be the one to do it. But you know what? By the time I dropped that vehicle, a month later, somebody called me from Abuja. He said, sir, we just got a car for you. Can you send somebody to bring it to you? I said, I have plenty in Abuja. They will bring it quick. That one was coming. They got to a place, and another person called me from Ibadan. Excuse me, sir. They are bringing a car to your house. If you like it, you can please retain it. If you don't like it, you return it. You are going to replace it. I said, good. Um... I sat and I was waiting for this one. I was waiting for this one. The one in the battle came first. And when I saw the car, I said, am I crazy? Why will I say this one is not good? Number one, I've not even seen this brand before. Leave it here. And they said, no. Uh, the dealer said, we should bring it back. I said, that's an error. 
Is it to convey you back to where you come from? He said, yes, I leave this guy in my compound. You can take this mess, this mess. So yeah, go. And that was how they went. And when the pastor who drove them was also coming back, immediately he came and said, Pastor, we thank God. He didn't know that I knew another one was coming. I just, he was giving me the key. I said, no, for what? Pastor, God has blessed you with uh, 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 this car. You can go with it. He said, no, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm praying for motorcycle, not a car. I said, well, that is what you're praying for, but this is what God has for you. And he also collected that one and went away. And while I was preaching in the evening, I saw one white horse parked outside. My, my preaching changed. They didn't know why the tone of my voice just changed like that. Now listen to me. When God is about to do a thing in your life, the devil will first of all mesmerize you, do all he wants to do. But if you hold on to him, don't deny him for a second. While we were struggling, doing all of that, it was God that held us through. Listen to me. Um, weeping, the Bible says, me endure until the night. But joy cometh in the morning. And when that comes, it comes with favor. Favor is what opens the door when you don't even have the key. Favor opens the door with, without the key. And people will ask you, how did you enter that place? You say, you know what? I don't know anybody. Don't say that again. You may not know human being, but you know the almighty God. The author of favor. Favor, when favor enters into your life, it turns you to another person entirely. And people will wondering, how are you getting it done? Can I tell you? Now listen, favor is just awesome. And listen to me, you cannot, you can you see, when God decides to favor a person, it doesn't matter what people are saying, he will sure bless you, he will sure increase you, he will sure promote you. And before I leave here, let me tell you the story of one lady. Uh, you, you heard when my son was talking about, about David, you understand, from the rear, favor brought him to the front. And that's what favor does. Favor don't just promote you, favor lifts you. Uh, there is a different, there is a big difference from being promoted and being lifted. Promotion, you have to go by these stairs. You understand? If you want to come to this place by promotion, you do like this, you do like this, you do like this, and you come here. One step after the other. And most of the time, it doesn't follow like that. It takes two years. But when you are lifted, quite often than not, something just carries you and you find yourself here. How will you explain getting here? That is what God can do. When favor comes into your life, labor ceases. And that is what I see the Lord doing in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. I see the Lord doing it in your life. And you know the story of Mephibosheth? Where was he? Mephibosheth was at Lodabar, a place where the rejected and the frustrated stay. And the Lord says, now I need somebody that I want to favor in the house of Saul. Go and look for somebody for me. And the best person they could get, or the only person was at Lodeba. It doesn't matter which was Ziba. And listen to this. And when they said, who was in charge of that? They said, it's Ziba. He's the one living in the palace. Why the one that should live in the palace was staying at Lodeba? And the king said, that must be an error. Go and bring Ziba. And Ziba appeared. And you know what king said? King said, excuse me. Are you Ziba? You know the reason why? Ziba did not look like a slave. He looked so well fed. He, he, rode, he came to that place on horse. Meanwhile, the one who really owned that horse was somewhere. Ludeba, languishing. And he was telling the people, call me Prince Mephibosheth. They said, quiet. Prince Mephibosheth. Prince, 
Prince. Right there, if you're a prince, will you have been here? He never knew that it was condition that brought him to that place. And the day when favor located him, and he said, go and bring him out of that place. And when the man came out, because it was an error, don't you know what the Bible says? The Bible says it is an error in the book of Ecclesiastes. That is an error. That I have seen an error under the sun. This thing is absolute. Is because I see princes walking barefooted, and I see servants riding on horses. Ah, error! And listen to me. The power of the king. David was the king. Said, so bring him out of that error and let him come and stay here. And when the man came, the Bible say he bent down and he was making obeisance. And most they said, no, 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 no. You're already down. There is no point bending. We have decided to lift you up. Come here. And he says, he says I don't know what I've done. I'm a dog. And just say, no, no, don't say that again. Quite often than not, if you say you are a dog, people will treat you like one. But Moses said, your confession is going, to, is going to hinder me doing anything from you. Dog, don't enter the palace. We have moved you from out of where you are to where you truly belong. And therefore, you are no longer that person. You are a different person. Today, call yourself a prince. Listen to me. And that's what Jesus did for you. That's what he did for me. He brought us from the miracle. Now, does it mean that his lameness was no longer there? Listen to me. Love covers all of that. He was still lame. And by that, he was just like this. And with that, people thought he would not be able to go to eat at the same table. He said, you are going to eat here. And that continually. Not only that, all that the, uh, your fathers whatever took away from you, they are returning back to you. Now, there were 70 of them serving a servant. <laughs> he said, all of them 70, including the servant and his own children, did not begin to serve you. And that has nothing to do with what you eat daily. It's going to be free from the king's treasury. When favor locates you from where you are, it takes you to where you truly belong. Esther was just playing tente like this. You know, you know what we call tente? I don't know what you call it here. And then, that was where favor located her. And favor took her from there. And the day they were doing the registration of her name, Mordecai told her, I beg you, when they say, what is your name? Don't say... Esther Mordecai, because my name will, will, will disqualify you. Just say uh, Esther Favor. Say, okay. And by the time she got there, Favor started speaking from the word go. Not even when she got there. And listen to this, there were about 152 of them that were enlisted, including your sister Esther. And all the kings and all of those people and all the people from other provinces came and sat down. Big men, dignitary. And they said, come. And they said, number one. Immediately, number one came. You know, they taught them how to catch work. And the king said, who is that? He said, yes, 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 let her go. Let her go. Let her pass. And he said, and, and, and most likely, she was being sponsored by Iyalo, the, the first lady of the town. He said, oh, king, king, look very well. He said, quick, quiet. I don't like her. And that was her number one, number two, number three, number 35, number 68, number 100. Went. And Mordecai had no luxury to even come and see what was going on in the palace there. But this lady was there with favor of God upon her head. And you know there were 170 or one soda. 151. And it was your sister. And by the time she appeared, she was even darker in complexion than the rest. <laughs> and the king said, and the king, where he sat down, just stood up 
And Balogono, I don't know what you know, the, the, the right hand man said, sit down, king, this is not normal. He said, well, it doesn't need to be normal because I have found favor. This lady is found favor in my sight. And he stood up. He said, can you please? And somebody said, I don't think this lady didn't look like us. Can't you see the face? He said, well, I don't care. What I see is more than the face. I'm seeing favor now. And that was how. Um, so when he said, get her for me. And they got this woman. There was no extra whatever. And she got there. And somebody said, the person that was doing that was, yes, sir. Was, what's it called? Number 152. They said, number 152. King said, what are you still calling anybody for? It's over. Hey, hey, hey. And somebody said, I'm, my, own, my own candidate is still there. And King said, that's all. The candidate that heaven had proposed is this person. Now listen to me. You are going to be the choice for that greatness in the name of Jesus. Father divine, we thank you for today. I have not spoken for you to know what is there, but to experience what have you said. And you are going to talk to God, Father, I walk in favor this week. I walk in favor this month. I walk in favor anywhere I go. My children walk in favor. Things that had not been working before will begin to work henceforth. In the mighty name of Jesus, please open your mouth and talk to God. No, I, I can't hear you. This is not the type of prayer I'm expecting. I walk in favor. My family walk in favor. My son walk in favor. My daughter walk in favor. My husband walk in favor. I begin to move in favor. I begin to attract blessings. I begin to, to thank you, Jesus. I begin to attract blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. I walk in favor. I move in favor. I eat in favor. I drink in favor. Everything, oh Lord, that I desire begin to come to me in favor. Every good thing, every good thing that you ordained for me, I begin to experience, oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Favor, 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 favor. I walk in power, I walk in miracle, I see in the light of favor. Okay. I know who If you know who you are, you should celebrate right now. Thank you, Jesus. I'm walking in favor. Yes, Lord. I live my life of favor. Yes, Lord.
together for the Lord. Put your hands together for the Lord. Put your hands together for the Lord. Put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord Jesus, you are the God and author of favor. Every man and woman under the sound of my voice, let your reign of favor come upon them in the name of Jesus. The Bible says Jesus was anointed with oil of gladness and he was preferred above his fellows. I pray that that oil will come upon you. That you be preferred above your fellows in the name of Jesus. Where once you born with shame, the almighty God is covering you with fame in the name of Jesus. Every door you have knocked in the past and refused to open unto you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I command those doors to open by favor. You have labored and labored and labored. And you wonder when will I rest? I invite you into the rest that Jesus had provided. Enjoy that rest now in the name of Jesus. In the area of your finances. I pray that the almighty God will arise. And turn things around for you by his favor. I say by his favor. Not by sweating, not by labor. It's not as if we're not going to work. But it's not going to be by strength. The Bible says by strength shall no man prevail. Father, I ask, oh God. The grace that brings blessing upon people. Apostle said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Father, I pray. Whatsoever you have ordained every one of us to become. Let your grace bring it forth in the name of Jesus. Let your mercy, almighty God, your favor, bring it forth in the name of Jesus. Every protocol that may be standing on your way to the next level, let those protocols begin to bow in the front of favor. Let the protocol begin to bow in the front of favor. There is a favor that breaks protocol. That they will say ordinarily, this is how we do it. But for your sake, we are going to bend the rule. Let the rule be bent in your favor. Let it be bent in your favor. In the mighty name of Jesus. Men and women will go out of their ways to bless you. If you are the person, say a better amen. amen. Men and women will go out of their ways to bless you. In the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know. What it is that have bothered your mind to the degree that you are almost turning everybody to your enemy. Almost everybody is becoming your enemy because of the challenges you are going through. But the almighty God is telling me today that you are going to laugh last. You are going to laugh last. You are going to laugh last. You have helped other people in their days of joy. You supported people in their days of joy. And you're wondering, oh Lord, when will they support me to receive that support right now? Receive that support right now. Thank you, Almighty Father. Anyone that is here that you're having issues in the court, for one reason or the other, may the Almighty God give you favor. Before that judge, before those who will consider your matter, find favor right now. If it has to do with immigration stuff, find favor right now. 
If it has to do with immigration, stop find favor right now. If it has to do with getting job, find favor right now. Find favor right now. Wherever you turn this week, favor will speak for you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty Father. Be now exalted, O Lord. In Jesus' precious, mighty, glorious, powerful name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen.